What if in the not so distant future, let's say within the next five years, resumes became obsolete? I know that sounds like blasphemy to some of you, but I believe that we are quickly approaching a point where the traditional tools of recruitment, the resume and cover letter, for example, will be replaced with more real and telling technologies. So what if? What if the resume no longer existed? And cover letters? Well, nobody really reads those today anyway, do they? I mean, play along with me here for just a minute and ask yourself, if the resume was gone, how would you demonstrate to potential employers or clients your skills, expertise, and the value that you add? In this scenario, which frankly I don't think is as far-fetched as you might be thinking right now, your career and your livelihood may all come down to two things. First, how visible you are online, and second, your social resume. As you may know, I have an assessment that you can take to help you determine the status of your current online brand. After you take the assessment, you're given a score and a link to a page that will define what that score means, and it also provides you suggestions that you can take to improve your score. Now, if you're unaware of this assessment and maybe what I'm saying is foreign to you, it is free. You can take it online at my site, ryanroten.com, in exchange for your email address. So if you're curious about your current online visibility, I would encourage you to go check it out. Now, the assessment itself is geared towards helping you understand your online visibility, meaning that if someone searches for you, and believe it or not, people do, will they find what you want them to find? And one of the questions that I ask towards the end of the assessment is, what are you struggling with the most for your brand? Many of the responses, maybe even one from somebody who's listening right now, revolve around wanting to become more visible online. And I love this because it means to me that you understand, you get it. Because whether you know it or not, your online visibility is critical to your career success today. What people discover about you online can and will impact the opportunities that you may or may not be exposed to. But what about those people out there who would rather hide online? You know who these people are. Hopefully, you're not one of them, but they say things like, I don't need no stinking LinkedIn. Or even more plainly, why would I want to be on social media or get found on them internets anyway? Well, I hope that this is not you. But if it is, you need to seriously rethink your position here because there is one simple fact that is becoming more and more critical for your continued future career advancement, which is if you aren't found online, you don't exist. As you know, I speak to many recruiters and career coaches on the Brand New You Show, but what you may not know is that I also talk to a lot of recruiters outside of the show, and all of them echo this exact same sentiment. If you're not found in search... You don't exist and you are missing opportunities. Recruiters and hiring managers are now using online search results, your social media updates and posts to determine your desirability as a candidate, to determine your cultural fit, and even to validate that what you've said on your resume is backed up by your online behavior. Now, you can argue this point with me all day long if you like, but you will still be wrong. And because at the end of the day, your online profile is quickly becoming the single most important factor in vetting you out as a candidate before you get a phone call for an interview. Let me say that again. That's before you get a phone call for an interview. If you doubt this, I want you to consider this scenario for a minute. Put yourself in the shoes of a hiring manager. You have two candidates who are identical on paper. 
They both went to the same school. They have the same GPA. They have the same experiences, and they actually work in the same role. Now, you've never met or spoken to either one of them, and you can only afford to bring one of them into the office for an on-site interview. How do you decide who you should talk to? Now, before you answer, let me add that one of these two candidates is very active online. They have a blog. They write industry articles. They have an opinion, and they voice it, thus demonstrating their thought leadership. The second candidate you can't find them online. Or, if you prefer, the only thing that you can find on them online is a mix of various social media accounts and maybe not even a fully completed LinkedIn profile. With this information in mind, who do you choose to move forward with in the job search process? Who do you bring in for the interview? We both know you're going to bring in the one whose online profile gives you much better insight to them as a person, right? Of course you are, because what you have just experienced in that scenario is the power of online visibility and the beginning of the social resume. If you search for the term social resume on Google, this explanation by Chrissy Civic comes up. A social resume is not so much an actual thing, rather it's a variety of things. Essentially, the term refers to the use of online tools to gain visibility, position yourself as a leader in your field or subject matter, and ultimately to get a leg up in the job market. I love this definition. However, I would offer this one correction. I believe the social resume is a real thing. I agree that it's made up of a variety of online activities, and I agree that it's not an actual physical thing like a paper resume but I disagree that it's not an actual real thing. Why? Because over 90% of recruiters today already review your social profile, your social resume, before they call you. And depending upon which survey results you review, this number could be as high as 95%. In addition, a study by LinkedIn found that 85% of employers are influenced by a positive online reputation. So whether we admit it or not, social resumes are alive and well. And you could take advantage of this by positioning yourself as an authority in your field or subject matter. And by doing so, you'll have a leg up in the job market, especially when you are compared to another candidate who, say, narcissistically posts selfies to their social media accounts all day long. This applies whether you are an entrepreneur looking to generate new business someone wanting to advance within a company or industry, or even if you're a freelancer, choosing yourself over a corporation. So what exactly is a social resume? Well, let's talk through some of the components of the social resume. And like everything else we've talked about on this podcast, it starts with a Google search. Once someone has searched for you online, they will see a results page that Google believes contains the most pertinent information regarding the keyword that was searched for. In this case, your name. For someone who's searching for you for the first time, reviewing those first 10 results that Google returns is a little bit like reviewing a puzzle. So if you were to take all of these puzzle pieces in the form of the first 10 results on Google, you could begin to construct your social resume. Or could you? For the sake of the argument, we'll assume that you can be found in a Google search result first. Meaning, you may not be able to put together a social resume if nothing shows up. And if that is the case, if you can't put together a result, well, listen to this anyway, because this is what you're missing out on. Since this social resume is a puzzle, obviously, there will likely be various components that need to be assembled together. 
and for your social resume to be the best it can be, for you to have a great social resume. Ideally, you need to control all of the results that are found on that first page. And if you're doing a good job and this is the case for you, here are a few of the puzzle pieces that I believe you need to make sure are included in your social resume. This first one should be obvious, but you need to own your domain. I've said this before, I'll say it again. It is important now and it's only going to become more and more important and critical in the coming years. You need to own your first name, last name.com. Owning your domain will make your name bubble to the top of the search results because after all, that's the keyword that people are searching for. And if this isn't enough of a bonus for you, owning your domain also prevents others who share the same name as you from tarnishing yours. Second, you need a blog. A blog allows you to express yourself, to vet out your ideas, to build your influence in your area of expertise. I prattled on about this before on this show, so I won't bore you with more of it now. But if you want to stand out from others vying for the exact same job that you want, you need to start a blog. You could also accomplish the same thing with any of the different types of content that we discussed last week. But for me, the blog and writing your thoughts will always be the first step. Next up, you need to have a good photo image. We all agree, I think. Pictures have always been taboo on traditional resumes, but this is changing. I had a great interview with Hannah Morgan on this topic when she and I discussed infographic resumes, which, by the way, you should go check out. Even if your picture is never officially added to the paper resume, hiring managers and recruiters can still find images of you online. Remember the selfie discussion from a minute ago? Are these really the images that you want to show up when people search for you? Somehow I doubt it. So do yourself a favor. Go get a professional headshot image and use it, often and everywhere. Having a consistent image will help people know that they've found the right you. Have a professional bio. Your bio can come from a variety of sources now, including your website's about page, your LinkedIn summary, or any of the dozen social media accounts that you've created for yourself. And when someone is looking for you online, they will review the bios in your social media accounts. Are your bios professional? Or maybe not so much. Now, this one may seem a little bit far-fetched, and I admit it's probably a slight invasion of your privacy, maybe, maybe not, but what if a recruiter could find or ask you to see the last six months of your Google searches? Okay, this may never happen, but how bad does the thought of that scare you? Sure, we look up some weird stuff occasionally, some unusual things from time to time, but is this all you use the internet for? And by the way, your search history is not difficult to obtain. All you have to do, say for example, if you're in Chrome, is go to History and then Show Full History, and you'll automatically see a complete list of every website you visited for the last, I don't know, however much time it stores it. It's true, this may never be part of your social resume, but employers are currently asking candidates to let them see your Facebook page. Which leads me to ask, because I'm curious, would you show a potential employer your browsing history if they asked? How about your Facebook account? And speaking of social media, why not have them ask to review the last month of your social media activity? And yes, this is exactly what it sounds like. And before you get all privacy, Ryan, privacy on me, I'll let you in on a little secret. 
If you don't think this happens already, you're only fooling yourself. I personally do this for every one of my podcast guests as a part of my research, and I promise you recruiters and hiring managers are doing the same. And by the way, did you know that your tweets, well, they're fully indexable by Google, which means that they show up in search. What do you tweet about? Is it anything related to your industry? And by the way, demonstrating the proper use of social media is important because it shows a willingness on your part to learn and explore new things. So don't just go sign up for a platform and walk away. In fact, while I'm on this topic, another mistake I see people make on social media is they sign up for every social media platform that's out there. And if this is you, please stop. You do not need to be on every single platform. You may recall Todd Lohenry said during our discussion with him on the podcast, you don't need to master 17 social networks to get found. It's possible to start simple and stay simple. So stay simple. Instead of having 10 social media accounts that you use sporadically, take the time to learn and use one and use it well. Doing so benefits you in two ways. First, it helps hiring managers determine if you are sharing content in your field and engaging with others. And second, they can actually get a feel for your potential cultural fit within their company based on your social media interactions. Think about that for a minute. And then finally, the last thing that I think is a part of the social resume is, of course, your work experience. And I put this last not because it's it's not important, but because it's really more of a verification step that validates that you're not lying on your resume. If you say you work somewhere on your resume, chances are it can be vetted out online. And as much as it pains me to say it, people can and do lie on their resume, as Robin Ryan reminded us during my interview with her on this podcast. So in summary, building your social resume should be a conscious and purposeful activity on your part. If it's not, you leave your social resume up to the whims of Google. And this could, dare I say, be costing you opportunities. For the most part, it doesn't require anything but your time. But if you work on building your social resume, you will also be building your brand and improving your online reputation. Your social resume, if done correctly, is your career brand story. It will tell others about you, your expertise, and how you add value in the world. This is not a story that you want others to tell for you. It's your story, and you need to tell it. So I'm curious, what do you think? Let me know. Head on over to ryanroten.com forward slash message and leave me your thoughts or send me an email at rlroten at gmail.com and put in the subject line social resume and let me know what you think. I'm sure there are more things that I could add to this list, but I think it's a pretty good start for a social resume template, don't you? That wraps us up for today. Until next week, I've been Ryan and I'm out.